And we're off. OU wins it again. 3-0 and on the season. 66-17. OU takes down TU today in the 918. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, we got you for the next two hours. And we're going to try something. We've never done this before, all right? So before I... Before Travis gives his postgame thoughts, how about we go to Danny Okoye for his postgame thoughts? Yes. Now, most of you, if not all of you, know who Danny Okoye is. Rivals thinks he's the number one player in the state of Oklahoma. I would agree with Rivals on that one. Danny Okoye is here live with us. He's got a big announcement coming up on Wednesday, so you got the floor, man. What would you think from uh, what we just watched inside the stadium? Hey, man, I was definitely impressed, man. OU defense came and did what they had to do. They definitely set the tone early in the game, and, I mean, Tulsa didn't really have much to do about it. So I definitely liked what I saw. So, I mean, all I can say is boomer sooner. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> wait, wait. We like to hear that. And as a reminder, um, Danny will be announcing his commitment um, 6.30 from Core Society out at 126th and Memorial. Um, so everybody stay tuned. All, it'll be all over all the networks and everything like that. So um, with that, I, I remember when you came on air with us, so when you did you know that visit down to Norman, right? And you kind of talked about, you know, that 6 and 7, you know, kind of painted a certain picture, right? Like, what have you seen in these first three games? Do you are you are you seeing what the coaches now were saying? Like, hey, look, we ain't, we're not a six and seven type program. What what are you seeing through these first three games, Danny? I mean, I'm definitely seeing the the change in the in the energy. You know, last year was definitely a, a rebuilding period for OU. You know, they were going through a lot of changes and trying to adjust to a lot of different things. But this year, I definitely think that you know things have clicked. And they're definitely they've definitely built a lot of momentum just from people you know seeing the season they had last year and thinking you know maybe OU isn't all that and then they took that and turned it into something else and now they doing what they did for the past three weeks you know every game that they played they've have had good defense they've run good plays they've executed their routes well and I haven't seen anything I didn't like so what two weeks ago today you were on a, a visit to Norman yes I and did. there were some there were some uh, comments that you made about how impressed you were with the OU defense and how much you enjoyed that visit what 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 really stood out to you from that visit a couple of weeks ago in Norman I mean really just just the energy man like that's a big thing for me I like the vibes you know being around you know coach Chavez coach Bates coach Venables all those guys they, they always come with a different kind of energy and I definitely see it changing the way that OU football is being played you know last year you could definitely see a lot of holes a lot of a lot of tweaks and things that needed to be fixed and they definitely took the time to fix those and the results are showing that's all you can really do do you ever so today obviously pj adabari got some run and i mean that's a true freshman out there you know playing and obviously pj is is used in the same light as you right physical freak is what we always hear right i don't know if you can do a backflip um but i I know you can so we won't ask you to do that with a headset on you might get tangled up but yeah shoulder yeah you'd be fine so but but with that do you ever pay attention to stuff like that like you see a guy like a true freshman getting out there pj at a bar and saying hey man i can make a difference in this defense right when I show up, if you were to commit to the University of Oklahoma? I mean, it definitely does play a role. I mean, I definitely want to play as soon as I get on the college campus. I don't want to have to wait and sit out a year. Um, you know, when OU played, who was it? No, they played Arkansas State, like 87 of their guys got in. And, yeah, you know, you don't Tyler see almost that. got in. <laughs> I, I was at least stressed out. They, you, you don't see that. You don't see that in a, lot of, in a lot of teams. Usually the freshmen have to wait for that time to shine. And OU really just, if if play your butt off and you have the right mentality you know you'll, you'll play and you, if you do what you got to do you'll play and 
I plan to do what I got to do wherever I go. So, Danny Okoye is with us, number one player in the state of Oklahoma, 2024 class from right here in the 918. Hey, we're asking you questions. Impressed with the defense. I think pretty well, man, especially in the passing game. What would you think from DG and those wide receivers today? Yeah, Oklahoma always going to move that rock. So, so they, <laughs> yeah, you ain't got nothing to worry about when it comes to that. So, I mean, I definitely saw the, the offense and what they had to do, you know. Everything was done fundamentally. It wasn't like it wasn't any. Just do what you got to do and make yards as, as hard as you can, and they did. To you, right? You know, going right now. You said you're going to be back uh, probably next week. I, don't, I mean, is that official? Can we say that? As many Tylenols as I possibly can. Good, good, good. You know, season going so far, are some goals still intact? What are things that you want to accomplish specifically throughout the rest of the season now that, you know, you're kind of getting going to get over this injury and get back out there? Well, our coach really just started switching me around on defense. You know, I'm not just going to be playing end anymore. They middle linebacker, outside linebacker, you know, I'm, I'm dropping into pass coverage. I'm, I'm, you know, covering deep balls and all that stuff. So definitely getting more rounded as a defensive athlete and maybe get a little couple of yards on offense too. That McGill Chavis guy they have on staff can really recruit, man. man he can really recruit, huh? But 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 I'm interested to talk to Brent Vittables. Uh-huh. How is he as a recruiter? How does he how does he come off? Because Chavis, I mean, he's all. In, I mean, I mean, we we know about Chavis, but what me, about Brent? Me and BV, we cool. Like he's definitely a, a genuine type of person. He say he says for a reason. He doesn't just throw words out there, and you don't see that a lot when it comes to recruitment these days. Like people will say. Pretty much whatever they can, but I mean, everything he said to me, he's backed up. I mean, I haven't seen anything fake or anything that I need to, you know, second guess with things that he says or you know, doctrines that he he informs me of or you know, standards that the team holds themselves to. You know, you see it in the way they play and just the way that they carry themselves. And you don't see that everywhere. So. Heck, he did a hundred burpees this past week after he got a penalty on the, on Man, the sideline. I'm, I'm you know? telling you, he's, he's built accountable. <laughs> Man, I remember, I remember seeing the videos of it or the pictures of him where he'd go visit high schools and he was visiting coaches or something like that, and he would just ask to use the gym, and he'd just go in there and rep out some pull ups and stuff like that. Like, dude, chill, relax. You I mean, know what I mean? Bro, he has like a gun range in his house, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> so he's, he's that an intense, type of person. He's an intense guy. So Definitely. you know, obviously, we've got some other. Uh, um, big-time, uh, you know, recruits that have committed to Oklahoma on the defensive right. line. Uh-huh. Do you talk to guys like Nigel Smith or David Stone or any of those guys, uh, you know, how their seasons are going, how their recruitment went, things like that? I mean, some of them. I talk to Stone every once in a while. Not really many of them. I like to stay in my own lane. Do you like his thick six he had the other night? Hey, that was 94 96, yards. Yeah, 94, 90, 96 yards, whatever it was. That boy was moving. And I wouldn't have got in his way. So had to hit that, I'm sure he had to hit the oxygen afterwards. I'm sure, I'm he just crazy. fell on the ground, no celebration or nothing. <laughs> I was like, get up, man. Do something with yourself. But. So you're announcing Wednesday at 6.30, correct? Yes, this yep. coming Wednesday at 6.30. Oh, you in that top three. Yes, I sir. wonder who this crowd uh, wants you to pick on Wednesday. <laughs> what do you think, Danny? <laughs> I don't know, Danny. Hey. There may be It's bias. hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I'm not even sure. What did they say again? There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, and me, you know, I'm, I'm the only Tulsa employee of the station, so I need uh-huh. some more 918 representation on the team. So just if you just do me a personal favor, just 
you know what to do. So um, we shall see. Do you do you have uh, do you have? I mean, you say you're playing a little offense. You said one of the first things you said about David is he didn't have a celebration. Does that mean you got one in mind? You got. You got stay, a little stay, dance stay to do or anything? For that one. Stay tuned for that okay. one. I did like song. Stutzman's uh, karate kick, ninja karate kick that he did on his uh, touchdown celebration with Canick. That was right. nice. That was R- nice. Right. It. Uh, you watch uh, when you watch a game, specifically an Oklahoma game. Do you watch the whole defense? Look at schemes. Is there a specific player that you know you want to emulate, or, or maybe that the coaches have said this is kind of a role that we see you playing? Anything like that? What are some of those players? I mean, I usually just look at the whole defense. I mean, I mean, I think defensively. I don't really think offensively. I just I think run stops, pass stops, and that's pretty much it. So you know, Downs is somebody I always watch. You know, he's a freak. You know, I mean, the whole defensive line is really just a bunch of freak athletes. I mean, the the potential that Coach Chavis has brought out of all the guys he recruits and Coach Bates, the way the, the schemes and the, the stunts that he calls, they're, they're very detailed and they, they do the little things well. And you, you really notice that when you watch the play. So that's it's really impressive just to see that coming from my own home state. So. Man, you got a special moment coming up on Wednesday. So congratulations to you, man. Enjoy it. it. Enjoy it, man. That's 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 really cool that you get to make that decision. So the entire state and other states <laughs> will be watching your decision 6:30 on Wednesday. So best of luck to you, man. And I appreciate you coming on with us. Is that open to the public? Hey, 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 who wants to come? Yeah, come. open so. to the public. Core Society, 126th and Memorial, yes, owned, sir. owned by a Longhorn, but we don't hold it against him. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Steve's a good guy. But yeah, Great come guy. out 6:30, 126th and Memorial, Core Society, come through. So yeah, gotta hit a break. Yeah, Danny Koye, number one player in the state. Give it up for him. Yes, Pretty good. <laughs> Sooners win it 66-17 over Tulsa. We'll talk about it coming up next right here on The Ref for the Homeless Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show live on The Ref. We are the Homeless Sooner fans. OU's 3-0. They beat Tulsa today 66-17 inside Chapman Stadium. Tyler McComas, Travis, Day, uh, Travis Davidson with another special guest, back-to-back special guest. How about we get Papa Top on? This What's segment, going on? Huh? What's up? Steve Stutzman, who is 50% responsible for the best linebacker in the Big 12. <laughs> um, oh, hey, pick six today. No big deal. I- I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, let's give it up to Danny. How are you in a game? Because your energy level at of all times, every time I've met you and talked to you, is very high. Is that the case when you're no, watching I, this I'm team? I'm locked in. I'm locked in, man. When it's, when it's defense time, I'm locked in. When it's yeah. offense, I'm cheering. Uh, just looking at everything, just trying to you know see what they're trying to do, and just they're totally focused in on what they're doing, man. It's, it was awesome. You know, we had some we had some little blown mistakes, but nothing that can't be fixed. Uh, everybody wanted deep ball today. They got plenty. They got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Did they deep throw ball. one to you? In they the might, I think I might have caught one in the end zone. Over <laughs> yeah. There. yeah, there you go. It wouldn't be your first time in the end. No, zone. no, it wouldn't. It was awesome. So. Danny has really played, obviously, Walter Camp, National Defensive Player of the Year last week. You know, don't want to give him a big head or anything. But he's playing the best football of his career, really, over these last few games, especially last week. What what has what, what flip has switched with him? What switch has flipped with him for you? Well, Travis, i got to say that, uh, you know, being second year in the system and then having knowledge and then having, you know, they brought in uh, Coach Skalski that played – yeah, six years in that defense, right? So you got a guy fresh off of that. You got uh, you know guys that are teaching the depth 
And and when you're when you're a teacher, also on that, you you, you, you learn as well. You, you can recognize quick. I think that all that is is coming together, and be able to recognize, get the calls, get them in there, recognize, see the plays, and then make you know make a play. And get, but the key is getting the defense lined up and everybody on the same page. I mean, I think everybody. I mean, you can see at times when we're not lined up before the snap, that you know things things can go away pretty quickly, and that's what happened a lot last year. He just seems very confident right now, and it looks like it's his defense. He's taken, like, that spot that he plays, it's got to be his defense. He's got to get everyone lined up. He's got to be lined up himself. I'm just seeing a lot of confidence from him. Is it? Is it really just that simple as well? Nah, you know what? It's funny because uh, this last week he said, i got to get a computer. He bought a brand-new computer so he can get home, and, and he's got the, the tape on. He's watching tape after, you know, extra work, after being on the facilities. He's at home. You know, generally lives right down the, you know, right down the street invites them over. They're all watching film. I mean, it's just putting the time into it. And it's just not him. It's the whole, you know, the defense, offense. Everybody's, yeah. Everybody has, a, you know, a, I would say a chip, but they, they don't want that bad taste in their mouth they had last year. I mean, no, nobody does. So how do you eliminate that? you got to get better. you guys, you know, study your opponent and be prepared every week. Go 1-0 every week, right? Yep. Like that. You, you brought up Jaron, and I'm glad you did. So what have you seen from the young linebackers, specifically Jaron, Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, even the young guys, seeing and Mosigo getting out there late, and, and Lewis Carter and these guys. What have you seen from the young linebackers? What's Danny saying about the young linebackers? Uh, he's really excited. I mean, you hear a lot, and I think, you know, competitive depth, right? Well, these young guys in, in, in Venables and Roof have always said, you get playing time that's earned, and these guys want to play. So they are out there earning it every day in practice, and they're, and they're coming up to speed. So, you know, you're late in the game. Now we're, you know, we're a quarter and a half. And we got we got second you know the other you know second team in there and we're not seeing a big drop off you know so that you know over the you know over the toll of a season if you can save yourself 15 20 plays a game I mean that adds up I mean so that this just saves a lot of wear and tear on the body so it's it's very nice and and Danny would be the first to tell you he's very proud of those guys they are picking it up quick and uh, you know that's what they need I mean because we got. You know, this is this this non-con was nice, but it's it's for real next week. Yeah. What letter grade are you giving the uh, end zone celebration that he had today? The execution on it was nice. Yeah. That's that's for that's for sure. I mean, I I, I got to give more to the hairstyle today than I do the uh, celebration. You braids today? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Does he get this this hair I, stuff from uh, you, man? No, he doesn't. He had box braids. I can just put a box on my head. I got I don't have hair to <laughs> I don't have hair to pull that off, but. Uh, yeah, I, I give him a B for the celebration. I mean, uh, you know, it, hey, get back, act like you've been there, right? Make a tackle, <laughs> right. do it, and just go. But no, nah, hand the ball to the ref. Yeah, hand get the ball to the ref, and let's go on the next play. But no, nah, it, it, you know, the games, you, know, you got to have some enthusiasm. So, and I'm and I'm really glad you brought up the wear and tear, right? Saving those snaps on the starters' legs, on their bodies, things like that. Danny played an absurd amount of snaps last year. I think yep. one of the top in the country, certainly one of the top in the conference. Like, what did you see late in last season that triggered you to say, "Oh man, like, he, we, like the depth just isn't there. Maybe he's maybe he's worn down a bit." Is that something that you noticed throughout the season, or are you just seeing him fresh this year and go, "Oh God, that's what it's supposed to look like"? No, Travis. Uh, I, the first thing out of my mouth when I see Danny after the game last year was, "How you feeling?" Because I know it takes a, you know, it just takes a toll. How are you feeling? Are you hurt? You're injured. That's those are my questions after a game. Now they're not. And now we're celebrating a win, or we're celebrating. We're not. I'm not, not worried about that. And that just is told me to, to what the difference from this year and last year. And he doesn't he doesn't have to worry about saving himself. 
because when you save yourself, that's when you're that's when you're susceptible to long, you know, missed assignments and, and injuries. You know, yeah. so. How do, you, how do you feel just overall, both sides, special teams, everything coming out today? It, you know, it, it's all complimentary and and, uh, and it's awesome. Uh, you you got to have the three phases, right? And you know. You know, we start the game with a long, that long run from Jaleel, and you know, unfortunately, he couldn't hang on to it. But he said a statement, and uh, I think every week we've had some big, big plays. He came back teams. after that moment. Yes. Had, well, oh my I, God! Maybe his big best game. game that he's had here. No, I, mean, seriously, he I, was good. I agree, Tyler. I mean, that was, you know, it, you know, you just, you just let it roll off your back and go to the next play. And he did that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's truly. I mean, I don't think anybody was worried at all. I mean, everybody saw the same thing that we all saw. You know, there's a couple of blown coverages. Yeah, they'll get that fixed. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not worried at all. So I mean, all, all in all, good day. All in all, good day, all right. right? All in all, good day. You you played on successful teams, right? You had a, a, a good football career. How is it when you get up early like that? I, I think some of the coverages to me, I looked at, and I'm like, well, we're up 28 nothing in like 90 seconds. Like, yeah, you're gonna have maybe some mental lapses, which you hope you don't get, obviously. But it's human nature. That when when you got such a big lead that, that that maybe you can't stay locked in as much. How tough is that? No, it is. I mean, we're all human, and, and to say that you don't think about that, you do. You're up quick, and you're doing things very easily, and you might have a little comfort level, and the things that you were keying on, really, really focused in, aren't really. You know, you're not doing it, and then you gotta go. Oh, you get smacked in the face again, and you're like, okay, let's wake back up. But yeah, you're right. It's it's. I mean, I've been 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 there and, and seen. You know, we've all seen. You know, even the highest level guys do it. We get up big. Uh, I remember a Super Bowl. Somebody was up big and got beat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no Falcons fans. No, no, no Falcons fans in here. Ouch. Thank God. Matt Ryan just tuned out. Um, here's where I'm at with the wide receivers after today. Which hell of an effort by all those guys. Okay, well, Jaleel Farouk. I, all right, let's keep throwing it to him, right? But Nick Anderson, let's keep throwing it to him down the field as well, yep. right? Uh, but Jaden Gibson, man, I like oh, that one on one that he made that, down that the field, right? right? So, like, the point is, is that there's like four or five receivers that right. I all thought played really well today. Some of those guys maybe played their best game in an OU uniform. That was just overall by the wide receivers, and some of that stuff was schemed open. But Steve, I, I saw a lot of just one on one wins down the field today. Nick Anderson, though, really stood out to me. Yeah, when you got guys six five, six four, on the outside, you got speed guys, G Freaky and Stoops on the inside. Yeah. Jaleel, I mean, man, it, at some point you're going to find a weak spot, right? And you got tight ends, you know, you got Stog and, and Blake. I mean, it's, there's a lot of weapons there. And then, oh, by the way, we got we do have a running game. You know, you take one thing away, can you take them both? I don't think you can take both of them away. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, there, there's certainly an aspect of taking what the defense gives you a, a little bit, right? So right. if you stack in the box, fine, we'll go one-on-one. Have fun chasing Nick Anderson. Three catches, three touchdowns today. Oh I mean, just beautiful stuff. Like, you're going to have to sacrifice something, right? Like, does that ever, I don't know, is there ever a thing where you're like, look, we just have to establish the run game and impose our will, or we have to do this out of the other? Or sometimes, is it just that simple as take what the defense gives you? No, I think I think it's just that simple. Take what the defense gives you early. I mean, that you know, Dylan's been doing this for a long time. And he surely can run. There's nothing he hasn't seen at this point, right? So he knows what, exactly what's coming up. His pre-snap read and, and hey, it's he's got he, he's got lots of weapons. You know, hats off to him and, and uh, Jackson. Jackson came in there and threw a beautiful man. shot down the field. Nice, I mean, that was a, that was a beautiful ball. I mean, you just saw it. I mean, it was just beautiful, and that's exciting. That's stuff that that gets you excited 
not only for now, but for the future. You can see everything coming together and, and what this staff is building. It's, it's really it's really incredible. Last question for me. Steve Stutzman is our guest. Um, a lot's been made of this, and you may even be tired of answering it, but defensive head coach, has great linebackers. Danny Stutzman was that guy once Brent took that job. We've talked about the relationship between those two for two years now. How would you describe that relationship, especially now, uh, between Brent and Danny? Well, I, I, I broke it down one time as uh, saying, you know, hey, I'm three. I'm, I used to be three things to Danny. I'm a dad, a friend, and a coach. Right now I'm two things. I'm a dad and a friend. He's got a hell of a coach now, and he's got a relationship with them. And, you know, when, when all this went down and, and I told Danny, I said, hey, if, if rumors of who's coming here, buddy, you don't want to jump ship. I'm yeah. telling you right now, you want to be here. If, if Venables is going to be the guy, this is what you want to be. And, uh, you know, obviously, he, you know, he's like, absolutely. So Father's and, knows best. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, maybe. <laughs> you know. No, it, it's working out. I mean, it, they, and they have a great relationship. I mean, yeah. you can see off the field as well. And, and Venables just, you know, he just generally cares about everybody. He's tough, but he's fair. I mean, that's, that's all you can ask for. Right. And last one for me, does he, does he coach Danny harder because he sees the potential in him and the importance of that position? Do you feel like he's kind of even killed with everybody, or do you feel like Danny gets a little bit extra sometimes? I would probably say that, you know, you're a little bit harder on the guy that's going to be the guy for now, and and then, you know, you can be able to pass that down. I, I think he is a little bit tougher on it, but but Danny will be the first to tell you that he welcomes it. They bring it on. You know, he, he knows that when, you know, Vendel's in his face or he's getting yelled at, comes from a place of love. He Probably for good it. reason too. Absolutely, he, he takes it. Yes, sir. Nods his head and goes on. Learns, and you know, there's nothing. There's nothing personal about it. He knows that. I mean, that's heck. You know, I've screened at him enough that he knows that. We're, we're still, you know, we're still friends. Uh, no, we're you good. did on a Twitter we're space good. one night. <laughs> that was quite the evening. <laughs> Steve uh, Stutzman, Papa Top himself, man. We gentlemen, appreciate it you guys are doing a great job, man. Thank I you. appreciate. It. I listen to every day when I can and uh, really enjoy it. Thanks for, for having from me. The app in, in from Florida. the app, from the app, absolutely in Florida. From the app, don't miss a thing, man. You guys do a good job. Travis, appreciate Tyler, you. appreciate you guys, man. Heck of a job. More wins coming this year. Absolutely. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. All right, there you go. Right. Steve Stutzman, appreciate him joining us here. Bye, guys. Chicken and the Wolf. More post-game coverage of OU and Tulsa coming up next. Woody Chevrolet, Suter Game Day wrap-up show live on the ref. We are the home of Suter fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. We will get to phone calls here very shortly. Quickly, Alabama. Actually, South Florida has the football on the plus side of the field in Alabama territory, trailing the tie 10 to three with six and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, Alabama in a uh, in a tough one in, in Tampa fight. in a dog fight in Tampa right now. Tennessee just goes up on Florida seven nothing in the swamp. Five and a half minutes left in the first quarter. South Alabama's up three nothing on Oklahoma State early on. Uh. Washington all over Michigan State 38 nothing. Uh, that game is early in the third quarter. All right, quickly before we go to the phone lines, just some quick thoughts here. B, B-plus type of day. You had some uh, some breakdowns in the secondary today. Offensively, the passing game was, I thought it was exceptional. And the pass rush, once we got to the third quarter in the second half, that's the best the pass rush has looked, I think, at any point this year. Well, I mean, P.J. and Marcus Stripling really just took over and said, no, nah, we're done here. The co makes we're a play here. that he just yeah. comes right up the middle and forces it. Terry was. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Kelly made the big play up the middle. Well, 918 guy, right? Sure. So, like, with that kind of stuff, like, it, it just it felt like the defensive line just said, "All right, we're sick of this. Like you're gonna you're gonna stop all this." Like I said, PJ came off the edge, and Carter Williams looked like he'd seen a ghost. 
and he just he he just freaked out. So like once they got loose and you really started, I mean the second half defense looked great. Yeah, like so, outside the field goal that they give up in the first drive of the third quarter. Right. Yeah. Other than that, I mean they yeah. they really looked good and getting a lot of those younger guys in and 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 they're hungry, right? There's a certain amount of snaps to give away, right? And those are the guys that are fighting for those snaps. It's tough. The letter grade's really tough on the secondary because how do you grade a secondary that's got busts but also has five interceptions? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how you grade that. Well, if that's a B, I'll take a B every week if it means five interceptions. <laughs> right, but saying, that's the know. thing. But it, but if it's something you take every week, is it better than a B? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going A minus. A uh, cool moment for Gentry Williams today. Yep. First defensive drive of the game. First time back in the nine one eight. Captain gets an interception, and it was a really nice play on just a one on one deep ball down the field. It's yeah, a play by him. Got banged up. Glad to see him come back in the game later yep. on. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't be happier for Gentry. Um, I mean, coming back to the nine one eight, he had a lot of friends and family in the stands. Yeah, and you know when he went down, I like that he came back in. Yeah, showed me that injury isn't too serious. I'm, I'm no doctor, but odds are I think he's probably good to go next Nick week. Nick Anderson, though, is one of the highlights today, man. Three touchdowns. Rodney just... was going crazy in the in, in the crowd. <laughs> As he should. Three touchdowns. As he should. That, that And you know what? That's a game from Nick Anderson today that we've talked since last year. Like, well, I've heard, and I've heard in training camp, Nick Anderson looks like a dude. I've heard, and that's really, like, today was the day where if you didn't believe it, you saw it today and you said, okay, Nick Anderson might have the highest ceiling of any wide receiver that they have on the team dude confirmed yeah for sure like i mean that just again it confirmed everything we heard about the guy we heard he's physical he can make tough catches contested he can fly he's big i don't know what more you want out of a wide receiver yeah all right let's go to the phone lines met this guy yesterday let's go to sark's vodka sark uh, what's going on man do we have him there sark's vodka oh, hey, did you uh, hey. oh there we go now. yeah yeah what's yeah, up we got you Okay, so first off, I mean, there's with a game like this, it's it's really hard to to kind of come down to the nuts and bolts and figure out what the team is doing, what you can take away from a game like this. What I will say is, I'm going to start off with the bad, which any football game that you watch uh, as an avid fan is going to be bad. I thought the cover two that we ran in that in that second in that second quarter. It, we, there were some there were some spots that was that was exposed on the sidelines. We all saw that drive that Cardell had. Uh, there's there's two drives back to back. I'm interested to see what our safeties and cornerbacks figure out as far as just communication and how they're going to cover those sidelines a little bit tighter. Um, and then the defensive line, I, I I thought played really well. I I think there's definitely some areas they can get better on. But but what I saw today, guys, and something that I want to bring up is is it's something that we talk about a lot with with, with the running backs. Um, you know, Jeff Levy always says run by committee. Well, today I saw a team that played defense by committee. I'm looking at the box stats right now. I see 30-plus guys that may, that were in on tackles, and I see 20-plus guys that had solo tackles. Now, a lot how, of many guys met, how many guys had interceptions today? Were there five different players? Yeah, there, were, there were five different players that had interceptions, exactly. So yeah. what we saw on the defense was we saw a defense that, that shared that shared just playing defense. There were individual plays that happened a lot. But what all those guys on defense are going to tell you is that none of it was made individually. Everything happened by committee. 
And so that also takes you the offensive side of the ball. We talked about Nick Anderson. You guys just talked about it. Guy played fantastic. One of the things that I wanted to see coming into this game was wide receivers winning one-on-one battles. I think we saw that pretty well. Now, there's a lot of people that are going to say, oh, well, it was against Tulsa. Well, one-on-one, that does, it doesn't matter if you're playing, as we saw Texas play Alabama, who's, I don't even know what the score is right now, but it's not it's not pretty. We saw Texas wide receivers one-on-one, win one-on-one against Alabama. Well, we're seeing South Florida wide receivers win one-on-one against Alabama as well. So as far as wide receivers winning one-on-one, I think what we take away from this game is a very compelling offense that has weapons. And what, another thing that I'll say is I, I didn't like the push that we got from, from the offensive line. I think that's something that's still a work in progress. One thing we know about Bill Biedenboe is that it takes a little bit a little bit of time for his offensive line to kind of come together and play really um, really compelling like physical offense. Uh, that's something that we've always known. I mean, it's something that the sensible, patient OU fans go into the, go into the season understanding. The offensive line takes a little bit of time. I'm okay with where the offensive line is at. I understand that it's going to take time. What I do um, it, lo- it looked like Bird got a little banged up today, right? Um, yeah, I don't know if Ralph got pulled or they're, they're, they're what, I'm, what I'm glad to see is everybody's talking about the screens. Well, that's Levy getting his ball to the playmaker on the outside. He understands that there's one, maybe two running backs on the run on, on the team right now that can take what the offensive line is getting is giving them. Why do you think we've seen Marcus Major and Tawee in these couple of games the way that we have? It's because the offensive line hasn't come together yet. We're putting running backs in the game. They don't have to use that first two to three yards like Gavin Sawcheck and Javante Barnes. have to use those first couple of yards to make their moves. Holly Walker, Marcus Major, they don't need the offensive line to get as big of a push, and they can still get five yards. Well, when we want to get big plays in the perimeter, we're running those screen passes because we understand that our offensive line isn't at to a point yet, and OU fans are going to are gonna crap on me because of this, but it's just, just the truth. It's, I mean, it's just the facts. Our offensive line isn't getting that good of a push right now. You want to yeah. get your playmakers the ball outside, by the corners, making linebackers miss. That's why we're running all those screenplays. And it works today. It works really well today. I thought we set up a lot of great plays off of the screen. I know I kind of went all over the place. All I'm saying is that there's good and bad from the game. It's hard to take away a lot of good and bad from a game like Tulsa. I mean, it looked like we were kind of messing around playing backyard football in that second half. But I'll get off. All I want to say is I want to see that. I want to see that. that Cover two, get a little cleaned up on the sidelines, and I, I want to see I want to see our offensive line just get a little bit more push so that we can let Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuck have a little bit more have a little bit more room to work with. I, I don't want to yeah. keep running tunnel screens and bubbles the entire game. I think they offer hey. a lot more than that, and I think our offensive line can get them there. All right, thanks hey, guys. Good, you have a good yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice good meeting you yesterday as well. Uh, Marcus Major, no carries today. Tommy Walker, no carries today. I think Marcus had one and got called back for a penalty. Um, yeah. But yeah, Barnes had gym. 13, Sawchuck had nine, Smothers had two, Petaway had one, uh, JFA had one. Uh, yeah. But it, today was about the passing game. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's. One thing I'm seeing. So early on, we talked about how Javante and Barnes might not be trusting that, that foot after that surgery because he's having. Like, it's weird. He doesn't plant and get up field like we saw a lot last year. It's almost like when he got to the outside at times today, he would slow down a couple steps and then try and go. I wonder if with him they're seeing something like, hey, man, you just got to 
You've got to trust yeah. that foot and then go. But, I mean, again, running back by committee, but today was, you know, all about the everybody, you know, dunking on Levy about no deep shots, no deep shots, no deep shots. They feel like they threw about 30. They, <laughs> I, it, I mean, and that's all they did. I mean, it felt like, okay, uh, you want to see some deep shots? Cool. We're, yeah, we're going to throw a ton of them. And it was – I was talking to somebody during the game. Him just trusting – his receivers to go up and make competitive catches. I'm wondering is a lot of those drops last year that plague does early. If that got in his head, like, man, I can't throw it down to these guys. If they can't catch it open, they're not going to catch it when they're covered. Now developing that trust early and saying, Hey, look, yeah. like I, I can go trust Jaden Gibson to go up and double yeah. coverage. I can trust him. And like, a little you know, bit easier to tr- like, they make great one-on-one plays, but feel like every one of those receivers also had a step or, or two in some scenarios, you know, like, I, I like just throwing up to, to giving those guys a chance, but those guys had a step, yeah. and especially Nick Anderson today. I mean, Jackson Arnold put that ball right on the money. It was one of the better throws today yeah. uh, of the entire afternoon, yeah. which they are trying to get him involved in this offense, are they not? However they can. The quarterback power package again, it, it didn't work right before halftime. He lined up at receiver for like three plays, and they bring him like on a reverse, and they throw it, and – it was an incomplete pass, but they, they are trying every way they can yeah. to get Jackson Arnold involved. And, and, and if Twitter had it their way, they would just want to throw deep every single play. Because right. it was, what are you doing this? What are you doing that? They're just trying to get him out there, trying to get him, trying to get him roughed up a bit. They don't want him coming back with a clean jersey either. So, You ready for Roger from L.A.? Roger from L.A. You never, know what, you never know what you're going to get, man. I've grown to love Roger from L.A. Roger, I'm not sure if it's mutual. But. Roger, how are you feeling, man? You're on the postgame show. What's, what's up, man? Hey, gentlemen, it's absolutely mutual, by the way. You guys are awesome, man. Hey, oh, uh, man. First of all, is that previous caller aware that we won the game? Bloody well, 66-17. Is he aware of that? While he's critiquing, giving up 17. If that was... If that was pencil neck as a head coach today, when that when that dude who, who got to get a couple easy throws, right? But that happened. You're going to fall asleep a little bit when you're crushing the team. If that was that dude from Mule Shoe, Texas, as the head coach, we'd have given up 45 points today. We'd have won the oh, game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, his defense literally would have been playing on air today. So I, I will take it. We are a problem. Gabriel is a hell of a quarterback. He's been playing the game for a long time. He's well coached. We got great weapons. Eh, you know what? The running game is maybe not, but if you want to give me 500 yards throwing, okay, man. I'll run for 100 yards if you give me 500. So I think the running game will open up. I mean, I'll tell you this there's not one team on this schedule that is better than us. We need to go up there next week in Cincinnati. We wouldn't take care of our business, win that game. That will make the Texas game uh, one of the biggest games of the year. I truly believe if we get in a street fight with them, you know, Texas, man. If they're playing a 1A school, you know, in Texas, they will, they will play the level competition. We will make that a street fight. I'm confident in this team. I think when you have a, you have a good quarterback. All the pressure will be on those guys heading in that game, Roger. 100%. All of it, man. 100%. And you know what? Like, I, hey, you know, we gave some stuff in the first half. I was impressed with the fact that in Adabari, obviously, is a guy that gets the quarterback. He's a dude that needs more snaps. I thought Trace Ford kind of came out of his shell today, really made some plays. Um, you know, you're not, not going to have perfection every week, man, on the defensive side of the ball. But really, really awesome job. I thought Levy calling the game today. He was not great last week. I thought, other than, hey, can we just go ahead and tell ourselves that Jackson Arnold is not Blake Bell. He can actually throw the football. It's, so it's not working, is it, man? I mean, they're yeah. trying. They're trying their damn. It's just It's just not. They, they, yeah, they got to scrap you, it or do something. So you guys have a little bit more access than Roger from L.A. does to Jeff Levy. Can you let him know that, that, that Arnold 
he's like 114 pounds, and he could stop running that good guy in the middle of the defense. And he has a running back that's 240 pounds. He can run the ball into, into the end zone. We could do anything we wanted there. But, hey, that aside, that's nitpicking, man. It was a really good – mainly because we got our offensive stuff squared away. I think defensively, you know, you're, you're going to get some stuff up in cover too. But when you're up by 40, I mean, that happens. But in the second half, we were good. Gents, I'm just going to close with this, man. I'm going to close with our guy, our former coach. That dude there, he's a guy that we got out of the rain in North Carolina, right, East Carolina. Um, somehow his ego got built so high, he thinks that he was the dude that invented our program. That piece of work to go out there and run his mouth to a local news station here about, about like, dudes breaking into his house in Norman. And I live out here, obviously. You know, Let me tell you something. He lives in an area where everybody kind of lives. Palos Verdes is a very confined area. It's nowhere like the rest of L.A., right? Where he lives is a very nice area where it's very it's just it's right on the ocean. It's pristine, it's beautiful. He doesn't touch downtown other when he goes to practice where he's taking dumps on the sidewalk and, and people are shooting up. So this is a guy that literally after two years is still sitting here throwing shots at the University of Oklahoma after we paid him like eight million a year to be the head coach. I, I am convinced that like if you hear some if you listen to the rest of the interview. He is one of those guys, the way he left our program is the way he'll leave, he'll leave UNC as well. He'll take a job in the NFL, but the fact, I am I am questioning whether or not he's a good human being. This the dude is obviously a great offensive mind, but I don't know what you guys think, but I question whether he's a good human being at this point, gentlemen. Well, well, Roger, first of all, I appreciate the call. Always good to hear from you. We will tell, because we're closer, we will tell Jeff Levy to stop running Jackson Arnold. Well, we got the speaker right into by the, the stadium. Line. I think Levy was walking out to and, the bus, and he probably heard Roger. And since you're out there, you go find Muleshoe and tell him to shut the hell up and worry about his own football team. Yeah. So we, we'll do that for you. You do that for us. We got a deal? Hey, you know what? You can count on me, man. I mean, I know that's the right. vicinity of where this guy I don't doubt guy that, lives Roger. In a place where he, he lives in a place where they pay property taxes about twenty grand a month. So it is what it is. But yeah, no. Hey, we got a deal, man. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it. We're gonna. All right, there you go. Um, we mentioned this with Steve Stutzman, by the way, but just kind of continuing on with the the wide receivers. Farouk has that big kickoff return. I think he's going to take it to the house, and he's one of the many that are kind of trying to fight and find the role, uh, you know, and, and he's trying to be wide receiver number one on this team. Fumbles that opening kickoff, and it's like, oof, we've been bragging about special teams for two weeks now. After that play, again, I think Farouk had his best game as a, as a Sooner today. A- after that, he was It was the most was dramatic really two and a half minutes of football to ever start a game. I mean, long fumble, you get the interception, then the, then, then the touchdown pass. It's like they go deep. I, if this is going to be this is, this is going to be like this the rest of the game, I'm gonna need a nap at halftime. It was it was very dramatic, but glad everybody settled in. But yeah, Jaleel's one of those guys. I talk about it often. I don't think Jaleel's a guy that is going to just be that route technician. He's not. I don't think he's gonna carve you up. This is not an Ocho Cinco type uh, a player. But you get the ball in his hands, and he is absolute hell to bring down. We see that on the end of, or the, the the sweeps. We see it on the quick outs. They just want to get the ball in his hands. Because we see what he does afterwards. Yeah. Like I said, he, he looks painful to bring down. Not just winning the one-on-ones down the field, but in just like the receivers overall. When we look back at some of the best OU offenses of the past 15, 20 years, we've seen wide receivers that once they get the ball in their hands in open space, dude, they're deadly. 
We all remember what C.D. Lamb did against Texas in 2019. <laughs> yes, we There's do. There's about eight defenders there. C.D. Lamb makes them all miss and just scores a <laughs> touchdown. And I saw a couple of plays today where I really like what the wide receivers did after the catch. And I don't know if that's been to the level or the standard that it's needed to be the past couple of years. And I'm not saying that today means that they're back to that, but Nick Anderson made a guy miss in the open field, ends up scoring a touchdown. I like what I like what the receivers did after the catch. I, well, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Well, and, and it's a lot of it, like my favorite stuff after the catch was, again, Nick Anderson just bullying people off of him. Because that last one, yes, Jackson Arnold put it right in the breadbasket. But that was good coverage. Like, that was really good coverage. He was all over him. He was draped on him as he pulled him into the end zone. So that's the kind of stuff that I like to see. It would have been very easy, and I know everybody wants the stats, but it would have been very easy to, okay, go down, whatnot. We, we yeah. made a big play. We connect on a big no. No, Nick Anderson looked and said, the goal line's right there. And that's what I like. I'm I really, going for it. I really like that. Uh, Bama scores under a minute. They're up 17-3 with 30 seconds left. But more questions for Nick Saban in this offense here moving forward. They're just going to beat South Florida 17-3. I, the Man. conversation should become Texas only beat these bums by 10? <laughs> Tennessee, 11th ranked Tennessee is up on Florida in the Swamp, 7-6 to at the end of the first quarter. Washington all over Michigan State, 41-0 in East Lansing, three minutes left in the third quarter. Missouri did beat Kansas State today on like an SEC record 61-yard field goal that may have been good from 70 yards today. And rushed the field like a poverty program. Yeah, yeah we got Colorado, Colorado State coming up later tonight, 9 p.m. on ESPN. Georgia didn't look good uh, early on today. They're trailing 14-3. to Georgia might stink. I don't know. Like, Who's it, the best team in the country? Oklahoma. Okay, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> the 3-0 Oklahoma Sooners, best hey, team in the country. Hey, we, we've got to have the best scoring offense, yeah. highest scoring offense. Defensive statistics took a little hit on the scoring column today, but as far as just net, I think we got to be number one. Chicken and the Wolf right here in Tulsa. More post-game reaction coming up next right here on The Ref. Woody Chevrolet, Suter Game Day wrap-up show live on the ref. We are the home of Suter fans. Um, score update from Stillwater, Oklahoma. It is South Alabama 16, Oklahoma State 0. Wow. Oklahoma State down early second quarter. South Alabama up on Oklahoma State 16 to nothing. Uh, we will be monitoring that game as uh, the evening goes along. I, I can assure you of that. Um, j- j- man, we we wanted more pressure on the quarterback, wanted more TFLs, all that. OU comes up with, what, three sacks on the day, but the pressure was really consistent in the second half. OU had 15 TFLs today, guys, as uh, Danny Okoye joins us again. 15 TFLs. Here, here's all the players on the roster who had a TFL today. Stutzman had two. Gentry. Reggie Pearson had a half, uh, Ethan Downs, Isaiah Coe. PJ had two and a half TFLs today. Get excited about that one. Woody, Jordan Kelly, uh, Laulu, Dejon Terry, Grayson Holton, Reggie Grimes, Lewis Carter. We got a call earlier saying it felt like everyone was involved today defensively. It wasn't just one player. TFLs, sacks, interceptions, Dan it. Everyone on the defense was, hey, was involved today, man. Boys were getting active down there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> they were definitely doing their jobs, doing what they had to do. You know, that's one thing OU is always going to do. They're going to do their jobs, you know, especially. I mean, ben, Venables isn't going to play you if you don't know what you're doing. And a lot of coaches, they just put people in and, you know, people make mistakes. But OU's defense does not make many mistakes. And if they do, they fix them. So right. that's how they win games. We've uh, recently saw photos of uh, your coach, Christian Littlehead, 
uh, out working with some of the defensive linemen, uh, doing some pass rush stuff. Um, talk to me a little bit about what he's meant to you and your kind of develop it at, development as a player, uh, specifically technique, everything like that. And is that something that you really feel that has helped build you a good foundation moving forward? Man, Littlehead's really the guru. He's the sensei. He's the one who all the all the D linemen in the OK area, he's the one who trains them up and gives them all those moves that they be using at all those camps and stuff. So, you know, we'll go to camps and then he'll ask for our film from the camps and then he'll tell us, you know, instead of putting your hand here, put your hand there. And, you know, when the lineman does this, do this. So, like, he's, it's really just applicable knowledge. It's not just instructional knowledge. It's a lot of people who, you know, trainers per se, they like to just tell you what to do and not why you should do it. So definitely with him being with him working with OU and you know being with the D-line and you know being influential in there and there it definitely it definitely makes you look at OU and be like I wonder where their D-line's going to be in two years because I mean nobody does it better than Chief. It's going to have David Stone on it. Yeah, yeah that helps. Yeah. That's a good start. That helps and uh, we'll see who else it has uh, at the end of this class. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's going to end up being my own crystal ball okay, prediction. Okay. Signing day, we'll be talking about this will be the best defensive line haul that OU's gotten in a recruiting class in right. long, long time. You agree with that, Danny? Hey, I mean, look around, bro. You know, <laughs> say it. <laughs> you, uh, you can have some say in that. Now, now you've got uh, exciting news, right? Uh, obviously, the recruiting, whatnot. But uh, you were uh, named an Army All American, correct? Yes, sir. Very, very good. Uh, when does that jersey come in? It's supposed to be coming October sixteenth. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, Congrats, talk, man. That's awesome. Talk to me about when you found out, how you found out, what that meant to you, things like that. I mean, so they said this is going to happen down in Texas in December, I believe. And it was really the dude who I work out with at CORE who really hooked me up. Um, one of the people on the board or whatever, however it works for the Army All-American Bowl, they, they heard about me on the news. And they were like, well, we want him. And I was like, well, I want to be there. So they were like, all right, bet. They were yeah. probably listening to k <laughs> That's what they were probably doing. Sure. We probably said he ought to be an All-American. It's going to be cool, though, because I know a lot of people who are going to be there, and, and all those Polynesian boys, they, they all got invites, too, so they're always a little intimidating. Um, the question you've been asked probably 500 times throughout uh-huh. your recruiting process yeah. uh, before we hit the top of the hour, SEC, did that matter to you? Yes. It did matter? Why, why, why is the SEC uh, a big deal? That was a quick yes. Yeah. It, it definitely plays a part because, I mean, just my style of play, I feel, is more aggressive than, you know, a lot of other. The SEC is the most violent conference, and I like violence, so it just fits for me. I God, guess. can we put that on a T-shirt? <laughs> I like violence, Danny Foyer. <laughs> I like violence. God, we got to clip that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he already said, what, four months ago when he was on with us that I did research on my own time. Good. I called, I texted people to learn about the history of this program and the history of the staff, and I told you right after, I'm like, he, like, the fan base loves that. Like, they're going right. to love Danny Okoye now, and they have, and then now he's he likes violence. So it's pretty violence. good. Pretty good combo. Yeah, I'm a pacifist, but I like violence. <laughs> <laughs> violent, violent when you have to be, yeah, no exactly, doubt. Exactly. No doubt. We at the top of the hour? Yeah, uh, we'll see you on Wednesday, man. Again. Best of luck to you. We're all rooting for you. I appreciate I'll, a lot of people are rooting I'll, for you. I'll see you Wednesday for sure. I will be broadcasting live. I will be broadcasting live from Core Society on Wednesday doing the remote. So those of you that want to come out, 
You'll see me, and then you'll see the main attraction. Okay, six thirty. Is there a? Are you doing like Instagram Live? Like, can can people watch Instagram yeah. Lives? That okay. tap it on my Instagram, and you'll definitely you'll definitely see some. There so. you go. All right, final Perfect. hour. Final hour of our post game coverage coming up next, right here on the ref. Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day Wrap Up Show live on the ref. We are at Chicken and the Wolf here in Tulsa. The ads all week long said less than a mile away from Chapman Stadium. We weren't lying, but steps away. We were steps away from Chapman Stadium today. OU wins at 66-17 over Tulsa. And how about this stat line today? I don't know how everyone feels about how at number eight played. 28-31, 421 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. Jeez. He did have the pick in the third quarter on the deep ball. Some thought that, uh, you know, maybe that could have been interference there on Gavin Freeman. But I think overall you have to be very, very happy. I mean, he had more touchdowns than incompletions. Like, like Dylan more, Gabriel played well. And this wasn't a situation where he had more touchdowns than incompletions and he had three touchdowns and he only threw the ball eight times against, you know, whoever, right? Popcorn State. Like, this was over 30 attempts. Like, that's what makes it more difficult. Like, that was that was a great performance by Dylan Gabriel. And at this point, Tyler, if you think Dylan Gabriel ought to be sad for Jackson Arnold, you're the problem. Like, yeah, it is ja- a you problem. Jackson Arnold's good. You don't like him. He made some nice throws you. today, but Dylan Gabriel had more touchdown passes than incompletions today. I mean, what are we what are we talking about? Oh, but on that one deep ball, on that one deep ball, I don't, I don't know. I think he could have thrown it. You know, four or five inches. Deeper. He's just—he's not judged. He's not judged fairly. Um, again, I, I'm not sitting here and tell you that he's the best quarterback in the country. I—I'm I, not even going to use the word elite with him. I mean, we've seen elite, but I just—I still think he's judged unfairly by a lot of people. And some had some thoughts already going into the year of what he is. And I think up to this point, he's been—he's turned the ball over once, and he's thrown a lot of touchdown passes. So I'm as we. Like, one chapter of the season is over. Like, the non-conference portion is over. Conference play. Very happy with where or what Dylan Gabriel's done through three games. Yeah, and I've used this phrase pretty consistently, but I think it it still holds a lot of truth to it. It's a lot of people have said, oh, we won't know anything until Texas, right? We won't know anything until Texas. Well, if you get through the non-con and you're like, I still know nothing about this team, that is your inability to learn. It's not the non-con's inability to teach. Sure. Like, that's the thing. Like, we've learned a lot about this team in the non-con. What, what do we know most mostly through three games about this team? We tackle a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Like, backed up in numbers, significantly, significantly, significantly better. And, and even today was probably not their best day tackling compared to the previous two games. There were some missed tackles. But overall, like, yeah, just the statement, yes, they were better tackling. They defense. take better angles. Key Lawrence looks like a whole new player. I mean, he was – he was using his athleticism at times to make up for bad angles last year until somebody got in his head and said, no, you, you can't do that. And now Key's made some of the biggest plays of the year so far. I mean, he really looks solid and sound, and he's squared up. This year they talk about, oh, you know, you see big hits, right? You're hearing loud hits, right? Well, the way that you hear those loud hits is because they're actually squared up and in position. Yeah. They're not running by them and trying to trip them. Like, they are squared up and delivering the blow. Pearson had a couple of big hits today. Which, by the way, Miami of Ohio up on that Cincinnati team that OU plays next week, 14-10 early in the second quarter. So we've tell got Teddy. S- yeah. Teddy thinks they're the 85 Bears. <laughs> we've uh, Teddy's not here, so I can say that. That's what I'm so, saying, though. We've got this speaker, and it's so loud that you looked that way really hurried. quickly, and I thought yeah. Teddy was showing up. Saw Strato, and Saul I was Strato like, "Dang, mom, why'd you say that?" I thought it was, I thought it was 
thought it was him. Just walking up here. Same. Uh, Tennessee. Ooh, t- Tennessee trails Florida right now, 12-7. Nine and a half minutes left in the second quarter as uh, Travis is doing the Gator Chomp there. And South Alabama continues to lead Oklahoma State 16-nothing <laughs> there at Boone Pickett Stadium. 16-nothing. 16-nothing. Midway gracious. through the second quarter. And, and and it's coincidental because Oklahoma State has played 16 quarterbacks today. Yeah. No doubt about that. I mean, half of them are have Gundy as the last name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's what do you obviously Gundy's got the lifetime contract there and whatnot. Like, how bad will they allow it to get? Because the recruiting isn't there. I think the the play on the field is is really not looking great. And if they go out there and they win four games this year, five games, like, at what point do you look at Gundy and be like, thank you for everything? I just, but we I, can't continue to give you I, I feel like message. there's a thought, at least with the fan base, and I don't know if this is the case with the administration or not, but there's definitely this feeling of, well, who else are we going to get? Can we get anyone better? Like they don't really trust themselves to make a hire that's better right now than, than what they have. So there's almost like a, some, some insecurities there that they won't be able to replace him with someone that's comparable. It can be it can be. Mute. So I, I, what I'm saying, I think it could get pretty bad. Both things happens. can be true. Gundy can be their best coach they've ever had, but the program can also be better off without him in the future. Yes. I, don't, I don't know that it is or isn't. It's just, like I said, just questions. You don't know until you try, right? But, I mean, if they get if they get blanked by South Alabama and say this game gets to be 30 to nothing in Boone Pickens Stadium or something like that, I mean, that might be the worst loss of Gundy's career. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a quarterback that did not play well today, and that was Tulsa starter. I think he threw three, four interceptions before he got pulled out of the game. And then Tulsa makes a change at quarterback, and they start to get some things going offensively a little bit down the field. I mean, OU, there were a couple third and nine, third and tens that they gave up today, which we haven't been used to seeing this year. And then once they settled in the second half, they played some really good ball. But if you can just take away a couple of drives in the second quarter, it's it's an A and A plus day, but there's just a couple of drives defensively that you look back and say, that's that wasn't their best." Right, and it's you know it's one of those things they prepared for likely one guy. I mean, they had three quarterbacks going in that yeah. two of them were hurt, and one was the third string guy. They start the third string guy. You know, he throws the picks, which is why he was the third string guy at Tulsa. And like the same thing happening at the University of uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Cardell came in for a Bryson Braxton or a Braylon Braxton, and he lit him up, but he did it by getting outside the pocket, extending the plays, and that's where OU struggled. They were they were within a grasp of him so many times, they just couldn't finish the job. This is a small moment now, looking back at this game. I mean, OU covers, and they cover easily. But at the time, I was very surprised that Jackson Arnold gets stuffed with, what, two seconds left, and I thought, oh, okay, well, they'll go for it here, you know, right at the two-yard line. Kick the field goal in that spot. At the time, it's like, come on, you got to impose your will, line up, run the football. And, again, it doesn't end up being a big deal at all in the grand scheme of things in the game. But just kind of a random thought for right before halftime, I was surprised they kicked that field goal. Halftime was, I don't know, it was interesting. Like, you're winning by a pretty significant margin. But I know, I mean, Plank was talking to me um, on the sideline at halftime, and he's like, Brent is laying into these coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, he is not happy. And I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. A lot of people in the stands weren't happy. And then you look at the scoreboard and they're like, are we crazy? 
are we crazy? We're up, what, four touchdowns at the time or something like yeah. that? And we're like, a bunch of bums. bunch was of bums it, out there. Was it 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter? I think, I think so, it was yeah. 28 nothing at the end yeah. of the first quarter. And I think that was Brent's point. Is like, okay, great. You got up 28 nothing. You played a great first 15 minutes of football. Oklahoma State all over again. What happened year? in the second quarter then? And, and I, so I, I think that that's obviously Brent knew that his team wasn't in jeopardy of losing the game, but it's just a process, right? And building a program is great first quarter. Go do it again in the second quarter, especially defensively. Right. So just outside of what a 10, 15 minute stretch, um, there was some, I mean, in a day that you allowed 17 points, which now the new standard is 17 points, oh, my gosh, back to the drawing board, which is a nice spot to be for but, expectations. But, but there were still some good things defensively. But that's crazy, right? Like, after, it's crazy to feel that way. And, yeah. But it's justified. It's justified to feel that way. And the strides you thought the defense made, sure, had some busts for sure. But we also caused more turnovers than we have in 20 years. Crazy, like, man. Like, in 20 years. It's some really just athletic plays. I mean, Gentry's play was just one-on-one. Goes Kendall Dolby's was the same. Kendall Dolby's was the same. Trace Ford's was. Backing up. I mean, Dan- yeah. Danny to then score it. I mean, it's it's good-looking stuff. But, again, I'm glad I'm glad it felt weird to see 17 on there because yeah. it means that things are changing. Like, that's, like, once you can be designated. And I'm sure it felt weird to, to them. And I'm sure Brent's going to yeah, really sure, let them know. I'm sure uh, Brent's foot being broke off in their hindquarters felt yeah. weird to them yeah so i just uh, overall a good day next week is a good test i mean next week is let's see how this offensive line handles cincinnati's defensive line that yeah. we're told and they are like dante uh he, corleone he's a he's a good player hell of a name hell of a name but also a really good i think his nickname is the godfather least surprising thing ever your last name is corleone right you kind of yeah. Kind of in, but there. that's the matchup next Saturday is OU's offensive line uh, against Cincinnati's defensive line. And and what's interesting is we saw Caden Green really early today. Yeah, we did. Which I like. I think Caden Green's a really good football player. I think you get him as much uh, as much play as he can handle. And and that's the thing. He's young. He's talented. And I mean, we talked to Danny Okoye about it. Hey, do you notice when they play freshmen? Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, if you are good, you will play. If you are prepared, you will play. If you're ready, you'll play. But that kind of stuff, who knows? Is Grant Bricks watching? I mean, is it like he's working on the farm. Today, he's working Grant on the farm Bricks, today. Yeah. You're right. But will he watch the replay? Probably. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. It's, they, they taped it on the uh, VCR at the Bricks house. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. Exactly. Exactly. But but that's that's the thing. It's let the let the young guys play. And Brent talked about it last year or this year. He said I should have played the more young guys last year. Right. Well, you're seeing Peyton Bowen's now dropped three picks. Yeah. I mean. And, and I, that's what I was about to say is it feels like they're playing more freshmen in, like, meaningful snaps, not just, like, at the end of game. But in, you know, interesting moments of the game, early in the game that I can remember. Now, I think that that is, you know, they want to play more freshmen. It's also a combination of high, having your highest-rate recruiting class of the modern era. I think right. those things go hand-in-hand. Hand, right. This, this is a situation where he, I think he kind of knew that, and he's like, Oh, should have played more of the young guys. Uh, you know, maybe I'll do that this year. As he's seeing, you know, PJ yeah. go through, you know, summer workouts. He's seeing Peyton Bone go through, and he's thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should play some young guys because I'm going to play these. So, what'd you think about Danny? Um, did he feel like he's an OU lean? <laughs> kind of felt that way. Man, he's he's doing the Michael Jackson lean. I mean, you're you're wondering how he can stand up. I would turn around and he's doing photos. Danny's picking between OU, Texas, and Tennessee, and really, it sounds like it's. OU in Texas. He's doing photos and he's just like throwing the horns down with everyone. I'm like, all right, Danny. He's wearing crimson hoodie and like 
I mean, came. I mean, he's supposed to be on a visit today. Yeah, he's supposed to be in Austin today. For he an decided to visit. Supposed he to be there. decided to visit K. Ref. He was not in Austin today. today. Yeah, K. Ref University. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, that's a kid. He he did a pretty good job of, of, of saying wherever I should play, you know, wherever yeah. I should choose, but also saying like, man, OU, like they got after it. He's like the like he was. He's excited. You know, and he's he's such an interesting like case study because he wasn't he didn't grow yeah. up in an OU home. He grew up in an Oklahoma State home, and kind of rode off OU last year because they weren't playing well defensively. And we talk about recruiting. It's okay. Well, what's going to happen when this program starts to play better defense? What's it going to look like recruiting defensive players? You just had a kid right there. That a big reason why probably going to commit to OU on Wednesday is how much better that they're playing defensively compared yeah. to last year. So, I mean, so the question that we've asked for two years now, so since Brent showed up here, we just we just saw it. Like, that's right. that's that's what it, well, and, the number one player in the state. And a lot of people have to keep in mind, like, these are young kids, right? I mean, they start the recruiting process 15, 16 years old. And they don't have a wealth of knowledge or, or a perspective of, oh, well, six and seven, man, we've been winning 10 yeah. games for 100 years. Like, what do you – like, but when you are, you know, new to it, that's all you know, right? You don't. I mean, Austin Stogner famously said, "Yeah, you know, I, I've always, you know, I've been an Oklahoma fan longer than anything in my life." And I was like, it paused. He's like, "Well, you know, they, I committed to them, you know, as a as a junior in high school, and that's when I became a fan." I'm like, that's yeah. so weird for him to be like, "Yeah, I've been an Oklahoma fan for so long." I'm like, "You still play here? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, it's just weird to say like that doesn't go back that far." So, yeah. so with stuff like that, that's why it's always important to continue continue to show these kids like hey now what i like is they were showing clemson film like bates was recruiting with clemson film brent was recruiting with clemson film because that's what they had produced sure now you can show ou film like that's how you can start recruiting these kids is when you see them making all these plays and see oklahoma jerseys on them and say yeah see that kid yeah you're gonna be on the same team as that guy a lot of 11 a.m film is uh what a lot of 11 a.m yeah, 11 a.m 11 a.m again next week uh, Florida's putting it on, man. They're up on Tennessee, 19-7. Seven and a half minutes left in the second 19-7. quarter. 19-7. So interesting score. Whoever had the squares on that one, 9-7. and seven. And, uh, oh, buddy, I'm, I'm monitoring not the Oklahoma State game, but the South Alabama game. Yeah, well, yeah. How- Six, still 16 nothing. four minutes left in the second quarter there in Stillwater. That o- is OSU- not going to go over well. OSU with, might uh, pull this off and win it, you know, 28-16 or something like that, but – Alan Bowman started they, they not. 6 of 12 for 42 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Gunner Gundy, 1 of 3 for 2 yards. Oof. Yeah. 7 of 15 altogether for 44 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Goodness gracious. But that, US, that USA defense, you know, South yeah. Alabama. Hey, tough. They'll get after it, hey, man. T- hey, tough. Those guys, yeah. That's insane. Insane. Uh, Pitt and West Virginia, ABC Saturday night game, Pitt up on West Virginia. 3 nothing here in Morgantown. Uh, so much yellow. Ugh. Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, all right, we'll get to more Looks of like a Savannah Bananas game. We'll get to more phone calls coming up next, and uh, I'll check the text line as yeah, well. Yeah. Just Everyone's just overall general thoughts about uh, today's game. 3-0, man. You're 3-0. Interesting test next week. Undefeated. The undefeated Oklahoma Sooners. Top-ranked offense, scoring offense in the country, I assume. How many times this weekend am I going to have to hear, well, hell, they were 3-0 last year, well. and look what happened after that. Oh. Yeah. Please, I don't want that to happen this yeah. week. All right, more coming up next uh, right here on the Windy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day Wrap-Up Show on the Ref. 
Winnie Chevrolet's Hitter Game Day wrap-up show live from Chicken and the Wolf here in Tulsa. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby alongside as well. Um, Connor, we got a few texts back in, in studio there on the uh, on the text line. What, what's, what are the people saying? Yeah, let me get to some. We got Zane that says, The difference in ball skills was more obvious than I've ever seen, maybe ever, today. Ever. Wow. I, I like whenever is used. Yeah. Well, you, just, you had guys getting their head around, turning around. Um, they, they look have like any, wide receivers out there. I mean, did, did they have any P.I. calls today? I don't feel like they did. I don't feel like, oh, you had a P.I. call today. Mm. For, for the, well, I guess there was one for them in, in the end zone that right. everyone was screaming about in Section 108. Yeah, well, the back judge called it. And he was the farthest one away from yeah. it. I mean, the guy that's looking right at it's got it. I yeah, mean, Brent had a what nice conversation. But, yeah. Yeah, but yes, it, there um, there were some coverage uh, breakdowns today. One ended in a touchdown on a fourth and four. Not great, but for the most part, when Tulsa wanted to stretch the field, you had a defender right there at, at, at all times. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it, it was. But he's right. Ball school, ball skills. Like, I mean, Gentry getting his head around, tracking the ball. I mean, getting in his way and playing the ball, you're not going to get called for it if you play the ball, right? Unless you're Peyton Bowen against SMU. But Sorry, old wound. But, like, even Kendall Dolby, like, playing the ball, play the ball. If you continue to play the ball, and I'll tell you what, shout-out Coach Jay Valai because he's got these boys, I mean, turning their head, making competitive catches. I think Valai – Valai has really uh, turned this room into one of the deeper rooms on the team. Yeah, I just really hope Justin Harrington is back at some point this year. Yeah, man. yeah I agree. I mean, clearly this defense is better when he's out there. Oh, of I, I, and I still think they can be okay, and, and they can be good, really good, if he's not available for the rest of the year. I just You have to have others develop quickly, like yeah. way quicker than you wanted. Like you, you need DeSal McCullough to really, really develop in coverage. You need Peyton Bowen to really develop at an even faster pace than he currently is developing. So, like, yeah, you, Justin Arrington being back obviously would take this defense to the next level, but even without him, and, and say you're without him for an extended period, it's still a better defense by a mile. Um, 52-yard touchdown pass for South Alabama. They just hit on a big play down the field. 23-0? 23-0 South Alabama, one minute left in the second quarter at Boone What's, what's the South Alabama mascot? You'd know something weird like Jaguars. That. Of course you would know that. I know. I'm a, I'm like the Noah Jaguars, oh. like uh, Daniel yeah. Coy's Noah Jaguars. Miami of Ohio up on Cincinnati, 14-13, one and a half, minutes, or one and a half minute left in the uh, second quarter. The Wyoming Cowboys have struck first in Austin. Oh, please. They lead Texas 7 to nothing. Please. With 12 and a half please. minutes left in the first quarter. Please. I, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is Texas I know, back? I know there are a lot of OU fans out there that want Texas to be undefeated when we see them. I want to be over. I want them five. to lose every single game by 100 points until a meteor hits. Like, I want it. Until, like, at, like that's, that's what I want. And so there will be people, Tyler. If. A miracle happens, and the Wyoming Cowboys go beat Texas, and they're Texas State champs. They're beating Tech. Two yes, ago. and they will be. But there will be OU fans that are out there saying, "Oh man, I wish Texas." Well, I be. hope uh, none of them are my friends because we won't be friends anymore. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I OU, want them to be as miserable as possible. Yes, OU just take care of business. If OU goes out and wins every game, it doesn't matter what Texas does. Like, we don't need Texas to hold our hand for any of our goals. Let no. them lose. 
I he lost to a five and seven Texas team in 2015 and still made the playoffs. And we ra- we were easily ranked- and without a conference championship game. And oh, we ranked have- in the late teens too. Like yeah. people are like, well, in order to climb the rankings, like all that, all of the arguments are so tired. Stop rooting for Texas, people. BYU and Arkansas tied at 14, a uh, minute left in the first quarter. Connor, uh, what else we got on the text line? Yeah, 405 says, scoring offense, 55 a game, scoring defense, 9 a game. That's what we like to see. Oh, those are the, the, the current yep. numbers. That's, that's pretty the fresh, The fresh numbers. Hot off the presses. Less Somebody than, did some math. Uh, less than 10 points per game. And, and not only that, too, I I think you got to factor this into the defense as well. Like, how many points that they've allowed, how many points have they scored themselves? I know they scored seven in there today, thanks to Danny Stutzman. Well, and are we counting defense and special teams? teams? Yeah, we had Gavin Freeman. Gavin Freeman in the opener. So, So defense and special teams, you've generated 14 points. Um, Yeah, it's not bad. And and you've given up 11-28. So, I mean, defense got some work to do to catch up in the scoring to what they're giving up. Come on, guys. Step it up next week at Cincinnati, please. I know. We should have told Steve to tell Danny to, you know, score twice. What else is on the text line, Connor? Uh, Lesson Hayes, Kansas. Anderson was awesome today. So was Farouk. Had different guys uh, have first-time TDs. I don't – I mean, it's not a, even an argument for me. I mean, that was Nick Anderson's best game as an OU, as an OU wide receiver. That's, I, I don't mean, even know what's – You could put it up there as – that. <clears throat> I know it's sensationalist a little bit, but, like, it's it would rank as one of the best games by a wide receiver three in OU in yeah. years. Three touchdowns on three catches and, what, 120, 130, 140 yards second, of He was second on the team in that. Like, Farouk led the team in receiving still. But, the, but that's what's crazy is, like, three catches, three touchdowns, and over 100 yards receiving, like, I don't know how many times that's happened, but it ain't much. Like, when I think of the last great game by a wide receiver, I think of Mims against Texas in, in 2021, I guess is when it was. Yeah, yeah 2021. Yeah. So I don't know if this is the best game by a wide receiver since then, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty well, good. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite parts, I almost I almost tweeted it out, but I couldn't get any service in the, uh, in the old, Same. I mean, I can see the seats from here. I tried to connect to this Wi-Fi, we're so close, but... Uh, like, it, it's so much fun to see Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson walk out there. You can tell they're super close. They're super happy for each other. After the touchdowns, <clears throat> they kept on dapping each other up. I mean, jumping into each other's arms, not full Eli Drinkwitz style. But, I mean, jumping up, like, I mean, it was – it's really cool to see them having fun out there. It makes you so excited, Tyler, for the future of this offense because yeah. those those kids, you see them run off the sideline into their into their package because they they're, they're always play together. And – God, they're trees, man. Six four and six five, flanking the outsides. Like that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It was, it was fun being in the stadium today. I mean, now it's eighty percent, if not more, OU fans. And there was one drive in particular. It was midway through the third quarter. It was the same drive where Isaiah Coe forces the um, intentional grounding call, and there was kind of a break in the action while they called two penalties on Tulsa's offensive line, and the fans over here in the end zone that we can see. Got really loud, and the defense at that point, they had, you know, let up 17 points, you know, whatever, but it kind of, like, gave some yeah. life back to the defense, and they were really, really good from from there on out. It was just – it was it was fun, man. It, fans really got into it today. You could tell the team fed off that. There were some touchdowns in this end zone where, oh, they were, you know, everyone yeah, – high fives in the end zone. It was, it was cool, man. Well, and getting people amped, I mean, even – even getting the crowd into it, Gentry after his pick, yeah. you know, running up to where I think a lot of his family and friends were sitting and all that. Like, man, I got I got my heart sunk whenever he went down. Um, 
But uh, it was – I'm glad he got back out there. That's important. Um, you know, I knew it was important to him to get back sure. out there in front of his family and friends here in Tulsa. OU was not great offensively on third down last year. A lot of third and longs, third and eight, third and nine. Just weren't great on third down. Seven and nine today, third downs. Um, one wow. fourth down conversion, and they converted that. And I feel like overall, offensively, offensively and defensively, much better on third downs this year. What were we defensively on third? Eight and nineteen. I, you'd like that to be a little bit lower, but all that's, things considered, that's still when you look at last year's numbers. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. still below what five ninety five hundred ninety five total yards. Not going to complain about that. Four hundred seventy six through the year, but they didn't win the time of possession battle. Oh, and that's how that's how time of possession is so misleading because OU scoring so quick today. And ideally, you'd want to... And they have short fields because yeah, they're, they're yeah. getting so many turnovers. Ideally, you'd want to win time of possession. But again, it's 66-17 today. You lose the time of possession battle. There are absolutely games where that's important. But today, I mean, not so much. You've got up 28 nothing before... There's always context, right? Like, yeah. you always have to give it context. Did you did you have a ton of three and outs, and that's why you lost the time of possession? Could you, were you bad on third down on defense, and that's why you lost the time of possession? Or did you just score really quickly? And, and did you t- cause a lot of turnovers? Like, again, need, always need to give context. If there's a number that favors Tulsa in that breakdown, then it doesn't have the appropriate context. Uh, Florida just scored again. They're up 26-7 on 11th-ranked Tennessee. Biggest win of the Bad Na- Billy for- Napier era? Uh, yes, it would be. This Would would this be the <laughs> – I know where you're going, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> would this yes. be the worst day for Teddy? He's a big OK State guy. They're, they're, Kansas State, his Wildcats went down. He's a hypo guy. He thinks Tennessee's really, really, really good. If they lose, and then he lost his upset pick, Mississippi State yeah. went over LSU. Teddy go for four. Yeah, if you're wearing orange right now and you're a college football fan, things are not going well. Tennessee's good. down 19. Ugh. Oklahoma State's down 23 at halftime. Woo! Texas is down 7 nothing to uh, Wyoming. Yeah! Oh, but Clemson's beating Florida Atlantic 13 nothing. So For now. At least one shade of Yeah, for now. At Who's least coaching the Owls these days? Tom Herman. Oh, yeah, he's down there. Yeah. With uh, with old uh, Jackson Sumlin. Tom Herman. What a guy, right? Had a lot of good days making fun of him, I can tell oh. you that much. Now it's mostly Jimbo and Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, you can't make – Sark's not really easy to make fun of. I mean we, – We do have a caller named Sark's Vodka, but, yeah, other right. than that, I do agree. So he's not really easy to make fun of that we can do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The text line can get after it, but I'm pretty sure we, we shouldn't, you know, get after him on that. All right, we'll roll through a lot of texts coming up next on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And uh, more OU Tulsa breakdown. We'll look at scores across the country and a whole lot more live from Chicken the Wolf right here in Tulsa. Super Game Day wrap-up show live on the ref. Yeah, maybe you heard. If you haven't, OU dominated today, 66-17 over Tulsa. A lot of close calls today. Um... Just like Mr. Davidson, Father Davidson was saying, Boston College got very close to beating Florida State today. Very close to beating FSU. Texas jo- kicked a field goal, 7-3. Oh, okay. Come on. Nice hold, Wyoming. Yep, Let's go. Good. Hey, holding the field goals, you're going to score touchdowns. Um, Georgia was down 14-3 to to South Carolina. Like It hasn't been – there's zero top 25 matchups. It's been a pretty entertaining day, though, across across the board. That's normally how it works, right? You don't have the marquee matchup. It's going to be a little sleepy Saturday. Yeah. Looks yeah, like Tennessee's going to get upset. Now, uh, isn't Colorado kicking off at midnight or something? <laughs> yes, I think so. Okay, I'm sure, that place is going to be wild. Uh, all right, we got a few phone calls to get to. Let's get to them now. Let's go all the way out to Chicago. 
Dennis, you're on the postgame show. Dennis in Chicago. What's up, man? Hey, Tyler. How you doing? Uh, really, I got to follow Roger? I mean, we gave you plenty Roger? of time to let it I breathe. Mean, I know. I know. That's just, that's just tough stuff, man. But, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that was just fun to watch. I mean, um, you know, you and Teddy talked about it. I mean, let's, I mean, if, if we're going to, you know, pick, pick things out of the air here, you and Teddy talked about it during the week. The offensive line didn't look great. I mean, the, the rushing yards, you guys wanted to see domination. Yeah. I don't think we got that, but I, you know, again, it was I'm a day that he really threw it around, Dennis. You know, and I'm not like excusing the offensive line or anything. They definitely could have been better, especially in those short yardage spots. But they just they they were, it looked like they were fine just throwing it all over the yard today. I, I mean, that's a, that's that's the odd thing, Tyler. You know that passing wise, the the pass protection amazing, but like, and I, we didn't see we didn't see Tawi, we didn't see uh, Marcus, and. You know, maybe it's vanilla, whatever, but we really wanted to establish the run and just dominate up front. And I, I know I'm this is just nitpicking BS, you know, from Chicago. You know, we won the game 66 to 17. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not upset about this. Um, but, you know, you know, we needed to see a little bit more out of the front, but, you know, it's all good, man. I mean. It's know. not bad. You're 3-0, and man. There's there's some teams out there that Clemson would love to be 3-0. and Alabama would love to be 3-0 and right now. Half the SEC. They know. stink, apparently. Yeah, I mean, look, this Guys. team still has question marks. That's for sure. And and we had to expect that, right? I mean, after a 6-7 exactly. year Guys, last year, I'm... we had to have known that there's going to be some question marks. But, I mean. Some some real strengths of this team have been revealed, I think, so far. So that's the positive side of it for for me, anyway. Oh yeah, I mean, this is uh, we're head and shoulders above the three and team we were last year. So uh, and looking you know, across the rest yeah, of the Big exactly. Twelve guys, like my expectations, see you, Kendall. My expectations were to at least be in the Big Twelve championship game. I've seen nothing that's made me. Move me off of that. I mean, Kansas State loses at Missouri today. Oklahoma State's getting dominated right now. Baylor started the year 0-2. TCU's lost already. The Big 12, they are who we thought they were, the Big 12. (laughs) This absolutely looks like a team to me that is capable and talented enough to to play for a conference title in early December. Absolutely. And, uh, Tyler, I'm not going to be able to call next week, just so Uh you know. I'm I'm actually going to be in Oregon for the uh, for the Ducks Colorado game. Ooh! So are you wear don't wear shades and a hat yeah, in there, Dennis? Prime, prime got you. <laughs> now now he's a prime fan. You know you, you called the OU know, show, right? Oh, you just killing time Oregon. before the Colorado game. Yeah. It, it's all uh, it's all the other <laughs> OU next week. So there you go. Man. I will be out there next week. My nephew is a. Huge Oregon fan, and I'm flying out there next week to meet him in Portland, and we're going to the Duck game. But you know, it's all OU slash the other OU. You know, I UO, you, so, yeah. OU and UO. Hey, enjoy it, Dennis. 
Have a great Thanks, time buddy. out there. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll take care of Cincinnati next week. No, yeah. No yeah, I like that. 26-7 Florida uh, over Tennessee at halftime in the Swamp. Nebraska's up 14-3 over Illinois. Or, excuse me, Northern Illinois. They wouldn't be beating Illinois right now. <laughs> Northern Illinois Huskers are up 14-3 in no. the half. Uh, Connor, who we got next? We got Chris. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Man, doing I mean, great. I'm doing good. I just, or, uh, you, you were a little, not bummed out last week. You just wanted to see things improve. Where, where you at now, Chris? Uh, I feel a whole lot better to spread the ball around. That's, that's the yeah. only way they're going to be Texas. That's, that's the only way they're going to be Texas. You got to spread what? the ball around. There's too many, there's too many great players on that. There's too many elite players on that, to, uh, to, uh, to not throw to. Finally, I got to see Jaden. And I got to see Nick score a touchdown. You got to throw the ball around. Yes, you but do. But we should have we used Stogner uh, a, a little bit more than just one pass. I mean, come on now. He was blocking people all the way down the field. You got to get him the ball. In order to, uh, excuse me, in order to beat Texas, you have to be the complete team. You got to have those wide receivers, those running backs and everything flying up on cylinders. But one thing I can say bad about the game, those referees suck. Those yeah, those 12 refs, they suck. They yeah. really suck. There were some uh, P.I. calls or uh, lack thereof that some were very frustrated with uh, today and some holding calls. I definitely heard some, uh, that was holding in Section 108 today. So maybe, it maybe not their holding. best day. It was, it was some holding. And then the referees had to huddle to decide if a guy was off uh, offside. Are you kidding me? You held up the game for about five, two or three minutes and- to decide they was offside? Are you kidding? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. I, I mean, overall, I, I was thoroughly satisfied. Man, I was glad. Now, this is a whole night and day game as opposed to it was last. I mean, that guy, whoever that guy was, what's, whatever that the guy that stole Christmas or whatever, that dude yeah, was the, the Grinch. Yeah, Grinch. it was the Grinch. 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 He, he, he ended up giving it back, but he did steal it at one yes. point. Yeah, this dude is a, that dude is a bum. He's terrible. Guess what? That's USC's problem. They got to deal with it. Next. Uh, anyway, that's the only way to beat Texas if we spread that ball around. Anyway, it's what time is it? It's seven forty-four, and Texas still sucks. Love at that. The end of the day, as always. Love but, that, man. You know, I was thoroughly satisfied. That's yeah. how to start. We're gonna have to start playing in order to beat Texas. We got to keep going. We got to keep going fast on. I don't think I haven't seen that game against uh, Texas and Wyoming. I'm really not well, interested. But I Wyoming's mean, up know. seven to three right now. You might want to get interested. If they're struggling with Wyoming, what do you think we're gonna do to them? I mean, I, I ain't hey. trying to. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to say we're gonna win, but I hope we do. You but, might as I well. Mean, Come on, Chris. Let's go. Come uh, on. Score prediction. Yeah. Three weeks early. Four man, weeks early. Whatever. No, man. I can't. I can't do it. There's too many games <laughs> ahead, man. We got Cincinnati and uh, Ohio State. We got to take care of. But Cincinnati should be a real test. I'm not really worried about Iowa State yet, but Cincinnati should be a test. But yeah. that uh, if we keep doing what we're doing, keep rotating fresh. I, I don't even Texas uh, rotate the players in. Did they do that last year? No, huh? Uh, did did they rotate they rotate their players in last year? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Did uh, Texas do that last year? Uh, rotate a bunch of players in in, in games like this. Yeah. I, honestly, man, I, I, I don't remember to be quite honest with you, man. I, I think they played a lot of young players a year ago, and they they oh, definitely okay. did on the offensive line. I think they started two freshmen right on the offensive line. But hey, well, man, got, um, 
I, I got one Let more caller say, to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let me say this. I tell you what, man. I'll be, you know, last year Texas and Oklahoma game, I was thoroughly disappointed. I was miserable. So, you know, but I should feel better this year. But, you know, I'm, I'm a good victory for Oklahoma. You know, I'm looking at some of the pr- uh, press conference on the, uh, on YouTube right now. So, All right, fellas, y'all take it easy. Have All a good right. one. Yeah, appreciate that. I see you, Chris. The uh, Grinch comment even made Gunny laugh over there. Gunny really enjoyed that one. The wind could blow a certain way. I think Gunny's <laughs> chuckling. So, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, – I think the bar is very low for that right we now. We will uh, get to our final uh, thoughts coming up next. Let's get to our guys Sam and Edmund, though. Oh, Sam. Who may Sam? or may not have bought us a uh, cold beer after the pregame uh, show beer. today. Yeah. Very cold much appreciate it, Sam. a great Sam. t-shirt Thank on. You. Sam was big time today. We'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you some more out in Provo. Um, Love it. Hey, Love I, it. I'm going to start with the negative. It's going to be a very short conversation. So um, we busted a couple coverages, obviously, in the second quarter, but I think on both of those, I know for a fact the second one, you had the you had the freshman guys at corners. I think uh, I think Vickers might have been in, may have been Joseph. I don't think it was Wagner, but you had you didn't have starters in. So you know that those are teaching moments. I don't think that's a negative. They busted a coverage, and that's something that they're going to be they're going to be able to teach off of. And I bet they don't do it again. So that's that's not not too bad. That was on the fourth and four that you're talking about, the touchdown? No, earlier yeah, earlier in the drive, they actually busted a couple coverages and they, they okay. hit a couple long passes, right? And then yeah. the, the fourth and four was Reggie Pearson. And Reggie Reggie released the guy. I don't know if he thought he had a safety over the top, but Reggie he took Reggie in the flat and then he turned up field and Reggie released him. So he was he was by himself. Yeah, the back the, in the so back right. Somebody yeah. blew yeah, right somebody the busted zone. there, but it's nothing that that can't be corrected, and honestly, we're through three games. I, I think those, if they're not the first bus, it's been very limited, and that's not something we've been able to say for several years. So, um, offensive line, which by the way, like what, not that you want that to happen, Sam, but there's also some good with you know they didn't bust on a lot of plays; they were right there, and they had five interceptions today. So I, I kind of look at that side of it as as well, you know. Like, don't don't want the bust to happen, but also made some really nice plays in the secondary today. Yep, uh, offensive line. I know everybody's talking about it. Yet they're not gelling completely yet, but there's there's a positive there. You, you have the best offensive line coach in the country, and if you think it, that's not going to improve over time, you're sadly mistaken. So I think we we shouldn't worry about the offensive line. I mean that that guy's one of Joe Moore. He's got extremely talented guys there, and again, he's the best offensive line coach in the country, so they're going to be fine. Now, I'm going to leave you with a positive, and then I'm, I'll talk to you guys next week. Um, All right. You, you want to see what Oklahoma's doing right now. I think you got the number 82 uh, player in the country two Fridays ago, or last Friday. Correct. Uh, that's a defensive end. You had a top 100 guy setting with you guys today. Unless a meteor hits Tuesday and we don't see next Wednesday, <laughs> Oklahoma's going to pick that kid up, right? Sure sounded um, like it. Sure sounded like it, yeah, Sam. So I, I, I'm going to tell you why, and I'm going to leave you at this. Brent Venables is the head coach at Oklahoma. You don't need anything more positive than that right there, and that's why this program's rising, and that's why you're seeing these kids come in, and that's why you're seeing this change and this, this transformation on the field. Brent Venables is the head coach. That's why. And I'm going to leave you with that. That's the biggest positive that we have coming out of Norman right now is that that man came back and took over this program. Love it. Hey, good stuff, Sam. Appreciate good you, man. Good seeing you today, man. See you guys.
All right, final segment, final thoughts. Coming up next, one final scoreboard update as well. We are live from Chicken and the Wolf right here in Tulsa. One final segment next. All right, final segment, wrapping it up. Wrapping up the non-conference slate as we look forward to Big 12 play coming up next week in Cincinnati. Travis Davidson will be unsupervised, only supervised by Paul Doobie, which is basically unsupervised <laughs> next week. So, Yeah. I am, uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. Cincinnati, we're going to be at Martino's on Vine after the game. Come kick it with us. It's only two blocks east of the stadium. So if you're going to be in Cincinnati, holler at us. Either come to Martino's. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on the text line whatnot. We'll give you more details, and we'll have more details as the week goes along. But really excited about that trip. And I know Teddy had talked about, well, oh, Cincinnati looks tough, man. We really got it. Cincinnati's losing to Miami of Ohio, aren't they? Uh, let me uh, let me refresh that one for you. They, uh, indeed, early third quarter, Miami of Ohio. Not Miami of Florida, guys. Miami of Ohio uh, beats, is beating Cincinnati 14-13. In Cincinnati, by the way, early third quarter. I was telling Gunny and Mike Blue that um, my hour-and-a-half drive back to OKC will be very enjoyable because I will be listening to one Dave Hunziker on the call as his Cowboys trail South Alabama 23-0. And he he gets so depressed. I love that content. It's my kind of content right there. You're hate listening. Touchdown, South Alabama. Mm, It's going to be great. South Alabama. Uh, Final thoughts. What do you think? I think think they got a little lazy in the second quarter uh, because they were up so quickly, but – what I like is they really finish the game strong. They finish the game with pride. They finish the game with hunger. Those guys, those kids got out yeah. there up 40 points. And, and I don't know what he said to him at halftime, but looked like we looked like that team. If, take the second quarter out, it, I think the score would be like 58 to 3. I mean, like, it, like that, that sec, second quarter, they kind of lost their way, but they were able to bring it back and extend the lead in the second half and really just put a kibosh on, on whatever they wanted to do late. So, uh, young guys, deep shots. I don't have, you know, we can talk about run game a little bit, but I don't, ha- I don't have a lack of faith in this offense score points. No, I, I, no, I, I don't. I, they, not only do they like to throw the deep ball, I think that they're good at throwing the deep ball. I mean, based on what we've Better seen. Better at it than last year. Yeah, and I know that Gabriel throws the interception – and then he throws a deep ball that wasn't his best ball. I mean, but God, we we can like remember the three misses that he had today. That's what kind of day that he had. That's what's always great, Tyler. I'm glad you bring it up. Like when you can sit there and say, "Oh yeah, well that one, that one, and that one," yeah. and then you're done. And pick the end zone of what had happened, the situation, yeah. everything. Then sure. you're done because he had three total incompletions on 31 attempts. I mean, he played out of his mind. Not necessarily out of his mind. He played control. He he played in control, decisive, and. That Dylan Gabriel that played out there today, and I know it's Tulsa, but that Dylan Gabriel that was trusting his wide receivers for maybe the first time in an Oklahoma jersey, trusting his wide receivers, that's a Dylan Gabriel that you feel really good about going forward. Well, it's, it's, that's a Dylan Gabriel that can win you a Big 12 title. Said that in the offseason. I think he's good enough for this team to win a Big 12 championship, and I feel that way through three games. Everybody else, everybody else in the country no stinks. He might be the, no be the one. No to change my mind. All right, let's do a quick scoreboard update before we get out of here. UCF is all over Villanova, 41-0, five minutes left in the third quarter. Villanova has a football team? Yeah, not a good one. Uh, Miami of Ohio is beating Cincinnati, 14-13, third quarter just kicked off. South Alabama, third quarter just kicked off. Jaguars lead the Pokes, 23-0 in Stillwater. Tech all over Tarleton State, 24-0 early third. BYU 
beating Arkansas in Fayetteville 21-14. Three and a half minutes left in the second quarter. West Virginia just scored uh, to go up 7-3 over Pitts. Five minutes left in the second quarter. And Wyoming still beating the University of Texas 7-3 in Austin. Five minutes left in the first quarter. And then uh, TCU's up at Houston 7-3 with uh, 12 minutes left in the second quarter. And then nationally, Florida's putting the beat down on uh, Tennessee right now. Oh, boy. That's, uh, I mean. 26-7. It is not great Joe to Joe Milton be has not been the guy that everybody thought he was. They they saw him throw a 90-yard pass in warm-ups, and they said, all right, here we go. Heisman, Heisman hopeful, here we go. He has not been that guy. Say this, man. Um, OU runs the ball well next week. Get consistent pass rush. I mean, I'm just, just doing all the, the things that people still want to see. Um, the mood right now is good, but in a week's time, it's got a chance to be. You, you go up, and I, and I know it's a big question mark, man. Right. You go up and run the ball. You protect Dylan Gabriel. You do a good job on the offensive line. Going to be a lot of happy, uh, happy Cedar fans next week. Yeah, I'm but that's that's the that's the matchup, right? Their D line against your offensive line. Right. I'm interested to see what, you know, what, Caden uh, Green. You know, we see a lot more of him. If we see Jake Sexton get back in the lineup, you know, he was slated to be the starter in the Cheez-It Bowl, went in, got hurt. I mean, if he stays healthy, do we go get Walter Rouse? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you've got some talent there that, that I think is ready to take that next step, and they've looked good. Like, But, again, you just have to find what, what combination of the five works for you, and Bill Biedenboe has normally done that, so I have no reason to believe that he won't this time. Hat tip to you uh, as we get out of here. You set this up at Chicken and the Wolf today. You made it happen. Um, A-plus reviews for me. Proximity to the stadium, everyone that came out. I mean, that's the best, best, most fun pregame show we've ever had. Postgame was awesome as well. That pregame show was insane. Yeah, it checked all the boxes. And shout-out to Philip Phillips, yes. owner here, uh, Chicken and the Wolf. Uh, I, don't, I will get the final number of how much chicken he went through today. But, I mean – significant amount of birds uh today so smoking he was on the smoker for hours and hours i think by the time we had gone into the game he was on the smoker for 10 hours uh and he looked at we've got a pretty good picture we'll throw up on the socials uh tomorrow at some point i'm sure but no shout out chicken and the wolf man they, they were great to work with uh k-ref army showed out oh my gosh, showed up i mean really really cool even the post game you know having danny on having having steve on uh i mean it's fun man having devon jordan on that feels like <laughs> that, feels, that, that was like yesterday, a week ago. Man. That was yesterday. Whatever. Week ago, it feels like. So Devon Jordan uh, coming on with us, man. It was, it was, it was great. Really looking forward to, uh, you know, another season full of uh, these fun post games. And you said it, but it's right. Thanks to the ref army for showing up all day yesterday, all day today. Gunny got to. Gunny uh, hasn't been home. I don't. Gunny, think. no, he hasn't been home. He's been uh, restaurants, bars, and work in the past forty-eight hours, which may not be different than normal. But he got but... <laughs> to he, he he got to touch Barry Switzer on the shoulder today, so his his day was made. That's uh, has the restraining order been filed? But yet, I, I I thought it'd be like the Jamel Holloway situation where Jamel Holloway is like, "Hey, I know you, I know you." I don't know if Barry uh, Switzer. It, Barry was just playing it cool. He knows exactly who Gunny is. Absolutely, he knew exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. So that's Barry. He's cool. He's cool to a T, no doubt about it. But yeah. Uh, Ref Army was incredible. Awesome. Keep on growing. Awesome, Keep man. telling your friends. Download the app. Um, KREF in the App Store. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Love you. Love the 918. Can't wait to be back up here soon. Uh, all right. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll be talking about a 3-0 football team when we get back on Monday. Appreciate Connor Pasby for all of his help today and all the interaction, as always. For Connor, for Travis Davidson, I'm Tyler McComas. We'll talk to you Monday right here on The Ref.